Hello, and welcome to Monday Movie Munchy Madness. This is your co-host, Michael, just reminding you that this podcast does contain spoilers. And uh, bear with us this week because we had uh, some technical issues, so we're not going to be doing our regular scheduled program, but I think you're really going to like this episode anyway. Thanks. Welcome to Madness Monday Munchy Movies. I'm Nick Owen. I'm here with Michael Brown. Michael is here. He's got his poker dealer hat on. He's dealing out the cards. He's rolling in the money. <laughs> Michael, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm the house, so I stacked the deck for myself. Now I'm winning. Beautiful. <laughs> um, so we had some technical difficulties in last... Yikes. Last episode, well, not last episode, the original episode of this house podcast, uh, we were due to have a very special guest, Aaron Wassertile. Um, a lot of good content got cut. A lot of good content. Uh, we didn't do our research, and by we, I'm going to take the blame on this one and say I didn't do my research with uh, recording, and so what happened was... He's, he was in L.A. We were up here. We couldn't get him in the studio. So uh, we ended up with one side of the conversation, basically Nick and I talking to dead air. And uh, Wasser was what was uh, much more exciting than dead air. So yeah. we're not going to give you that episode. What we'll do is we'll have Wasser on a later episode and have him tell you about the, the original founding of Quad M and all that good stuff. You guys don't want to hear us talk to a ghost. Yeah, it's not fun. No. Um, but, yeah, like I said, a lot of good content. We had... Um, a little bit of an or an quad M origin story, which was cool. Um, I'm just teasing you guys for next time Wasser's on. Yeah, exactly. It'll be great once we get it up. <clears throat> um, but the movie, we got to discuss the movie we saw for for the week. The House, starring yep. Will Ferrell, Amy Poehler, um, Jason Manzukis. Yeah. Overall, not a very good movie. wasn't well received by you or I or no, it wasn't great. Wasser or uh, <laughs> or anyone else. Anyone else? Yeah, yeah, even even Christoph didn't even like it. Oh, that's and not Christoph, great. Christoph uh, will love every Will Ferrell movie. He said he only la- laughed a couple times. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think every time it got violent, I laughed, and other than that, it wasn't that funny, which is a weird thing to say. But if you've seen the movie, I think you you, you get it. Yeah. The funniest parts are when you see Will Ferrell fighting someone. Shoving che- teenagers. <laughs> yeah, and shoving teenagers. <laughs> Just absurd. Um, so quick uh, ratings rundown. Yeah, I just want to say... Um movie, I mean, you, you mentioned on the, on the Baby Driver pod at the end that um, the more you see these Will Ferrell movies the higher your rating you'll kind of give it. You'll mm-hmm. like, like it more and more. You think you'll like this movie? You know, it's hard to say. And, and the thing is, I I always say that when I see these Will Ferrell movies, and I always go back and just find some really classic lines. So maybe. I but, mean, I'm not going to say I won't, but it just didn't seem like they were yeah, there. Yeah, really, it just... Um, it just, it's one of my least... Looking through the Will Ferrell movies, it's like one of the... <laughs> the least good ones. Well, you're a better initial judge of Will Ferrell movies than I am, I think. And how and you didn't like it. 
So like the first time you saw Step Brothers or the first time you saw Talladega Nights, you liked those, right? You thought yeah, those were absolutely. instant classics. Yeah. Okay, so Step the, Brothers especially. Both of those took me probably at least two two watches before I really fully appreciated them. Uh, so I'm just based on the fact that you've got your head right on Will Ferrell. Um, it's not just not a good movie. <laughs> Wait for it to come out on HBO. Check it out there. Yeah. Be the judge then. There's some funny parts. Jason Manzuka is funny. Yeah. Amy Poehler's got some funny moments. Will yeah. Ferrell's got some funny moments. But overall, the thing is just like overly complicated storyline and uh, underutilized really funny people and stuff like that. So I, I predicted a 7 out of 10, which was... I mean, that's a good movie. Right. In my book. Oh, yeah. But uh, I gave it a 5 out of 10. Yikes. Steep drop. Wah, wah. I also dropped two points. I predicted a 6 out of 10, and I ended up with a 4 out of 10. So there you go. Yeah, I think a two-point drop is that's been the biggest I think I've had on a couple movies now. Yeah, yeah, that's a big step down. I mean, that's our math- mathematician's been out for a couple of weeks, so yeah, it's he's not really crunching hard the numbers. For a statistician, really hard. But I think we're we're getting along okay. <laughs> um, so this weekend, this Fourth of July weekend, I, I went to the movie theaters four times. Amazing. Yeah, four different movies. Um, Baby Driver in the house, and then I saw um, The Beguiled. Which is an old, uh, it's a remake of a Clint Eastwood movie from yeah. 71. Yeah. And then I also saw The Big Sick. Oh, you did see The Big the big Sick? I did. I really wanted to see that. Yeah. I mean, it's not on the schedule, so I figured I, know. I no, could just I, go ahead and see it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit, a little bit. Uh, You're upset with me. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. I would never get upset with you. Um, <laughs> but no, I will I will definitely see that. That, that one sounds great. Yeah. I, know, I just wanted to. Uh, give a couple quick reviews. Um, the Guild's not as good as the Clint Eastwood one. They should just had Clint Eastwood in it again. So did playing. you did you watch the original one before you went and saw this one in theaters? Yeah, about a, about a week before. Okay. Um, I would have given that one about a seven out of ten. Nice. But um, I just didn't like Colin Farrell in that role. That was uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah, yeah, in that Clint Eastwood role. Yeah. Just not nearly as badass. They seem like two very different actors. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I, st- I still like the story. Um, Civil War guy gets uh, gets injured and brought into this all-woman covenant and uh, kind of just re- regained health. They, you know, they... Uh, nurse him back to health. Nurse him back to health, exactly. Yeah. Um, and... All of them, I mean, like at least three or four of them kind of just fall in love with them because they're not around men. But good story. I give this one a six, six and a half out of ten. I just want to drop it a little bit. Okay. Just because Colin Farrell is a terrible decision uh, <laughs> for that Clint Eastwood role. But um, the big sick was, was better. Yeah. Seven, seven out of ten for that one. Wow. Which isn't much better, I guess, but. Uh, no, I mean that's half a point better. Yeah, but so, it's a, it's a different kind of movie. Yeah, so yeah, um, I'm a big fan of Camille, and I heard uh, him on Mark Maron's podcast talking about the movie. His wife talking about the movie, and I was like, so okay, it's it's a true story based on a true story. Yeah, Camille's life. Yeah, and his wife. And his wife, and that's actually them. Oh. So, 
Uh, he's not married to the actress, though, right? Yeah, that's actually them. Oh, that's both of them. Yeah, that's them. Oh, and I'm I don't know her name. As uh, Zoe Kazan, I believe. Kazan. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I should look that up. Yeah, well, just to be sure, but yes, yeah, uh, if well, I remember Mark's podcast correctly. Well, you look it up. Um, the very underrated part of that movie was Ray Romano. I'm a big Ray Romano guy. Oh, yeah, Ray uh, Romano's great. His last couple roles have been awesome. This one was was awesome. Wait, no, Emily Gordon. Was she in the no. life in the movie? No. Oh, she was. Okay, that's his wife in real life. But she was on the podcast? Or right, the, yeah, and she was. Or the actress on the podcast? Uh, she was on the podcast. Emily was on the podcast. Okay. So I, they wrote it together, but I didn't realize she wasn't playing the lead. Uh, yeah, they, they lived it together. Yeah, they lived it together, so you'd think they might play it. Anyway, yeah. Cool. It's got uh, 8 out of 10 on IMDb. Directed by Michael Showalter. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Have you seen Michael Showalter's last uh, directed movie? Which one was that? Hello, My Name is Doris. No. Oh, it was very funny. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I'll watch that for sure. Um, uh, see, I want to see this. Look at this. Yeah, you should. Camille. Ray Romano, Bo Burnham. Oh yeah, another Bo Burnham uh, movie. He was, I think he was funnier in the uh, David Allen Greer, Rough Night. Bunch of funny people. Who's David Allen Greer? This guy, check it out. Oh, I don't remember him from the movie. Huh. Okay. Yeah, you should get definitely go see it. I will definitely. Um, what did I see? I saw 47 meters down. Oh yeah, you did. Which see that. was exactly as you'd expect it to be. Yeah, we uh, that was we almost saw that. Yeah, we did. We almost repeated it. Are you glad we didn't? I'm glad we didn't. I feel like that would be a good one for like um, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Sure. You know, where you just if you if you had the movie on and you were just talking all the way through it, it was it was funny and uh, ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, bad CGI. Yeah, Mandy Moore's never been a good movie. <laughs> yeah, bad acting. And just, it was it was everything you expected to be. So it was fantastic. I'd give it an 8 out of 10 uh, for, for what it is. An 8 out of 10? <laughs> well, an 8 out of 10, but on, on that scale, it's really more like a 4. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you won't waste your time by watching it uh, as long as you go in expecting it to be just pretty stupid and ridiculous and terrible and you, you if you watch it with someone who likes to make comments you're gonna really enjoy it <laughs> yeah. it's a great movie to comment on. i like to make comments yeah you like to make comments i like to make comments and it's a good one for making comments oh Ooh. gotta be out of here in 30 minutes yeah wow apparently our studio is closing in 30 minutes <laughs> <laughs> i was not expecting that to happen yeah me either um okay All right. Well, let's roll into the rest of the podcast. So we got this week for you. We um, we actually did this just completely organically and weren't planning on talking about it on the podcast. But well, not completely organically. This is uh, we're a little behind. I think a lot of um, movie review sites have kind of put together. Those. Okay, that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this it started with a a New Yorker article, I believe. Possibly yeah, I, I saw that New Yorker article. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wasn't a was fan it of the New York Times. 
I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it's... Um, We're from the West Coast. We don't understand. Yeah, it's the top uh, 25 movies of the 21st century. Um, I put mine together. It took a little longer. I started out with a, a, a list of probably 40 movies that I thought could make it and I had to make some tough cuts. Um, yeah, I... But, uh, yeah. There's one... I mean... How how'd you put together your your list? So I, I started I would just started by um, I was going through other lists. I was going well. First of all, I tried I did it from scratch where I um, I just wrote down movies that I know have were made you know in the 21st century um, that I really enjoyed, and then I tried to just keep it at 25 the whole time. So as I would as I would look at other lists and things like that and sort of different ways to jog my memory, I'd swap them one for one so that I always had 25 so that if I, if something else was going to make the list, I had to kick something else off, you know? Sure. So I ended up with, you ordered yours one to 25. I just ended up with the, my top 25 in no particular order. Yeah. Um, I think we have, I, I wish you would have ranked it, but that's all right. I know I, I should have. Um, Feel like the slacker of the group right now. <laughs> yeah, I so my top five: Dark Knight, No Country for Old Men, Zodiac, Wolf of Wall Street, and Tropic Thunder. How do you feel about that? You know what? How many I, of those movies do you have on your list? I have uh, Dark Knight on my list. I have No Country for Old Men on my list. I have Wolf of Wall Street on my list. I believe. Yeah. That's right yep. Um, so yeah, I don't have Tropic Thunder and I don't have Zodiac. They're both great movies. They just they got bumped, you know. Couldn't make the cut. What do you What do you think your cut. top five would be? I know you didn't rank it, but can you uh, know, chop kinda, it chop it down? It's kind of tough, but Team America: World Police is in the top five for sure. Um, that think, was that was a tough cut for mine. Uh, yeah, I saw it on a friend's list and I added it to my list of forty or whatever it was. Oh yeah, so it was like but as I whittled it down, it just. I just didn't make it. Uh, my number one is Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Oh, yeah, I could have could have probably guessed that. Yeah, that that movie's got a special place in my heart, um, and I I've definitely seen that movie more than all of these other movies combined. That's one that that I used to have on in the apartment over and over again. Um, so yeah, that is definitely number one for me, and then. It's hard for me to say, like, Orange County's probably, like, four. Yeah, I got Orange County seven. Yeah. Close to the top So five. it's close. Like, City of God might be, like, three. Yeah, that, that was another tough cut. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. Something like the, the Prestige. Super good. That might be, like, two or three. Another Christopher Nolan. Yeah, another Christopher Nolan movie. I think I have... No, only two Christopher... No, three Christopher Nolan movies. Dark Knight, Inception, The Prestige. So which director made the made the top of your list? Who's got the most? It's got to be Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Um, I only got two Wes Anderson. Uh, Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers, I mean, they got probably have like five of the top 50. I would say. Uh, yeah, every movie but they make is great. I think only one made my list. Uh, yeah, I think it'd have to be uh, 
Christopher Nolan. You know, the, the last five Christopher Nolan movies I've ranked have ranked 10, 10 out of 10. Really? Yeah. Man, I mean, I can't argue with you. They're amazing. Every time you, everything he touches turns to gold. Well, you got... Oh, you got Dark Knight, Prestige, and Memento. Yep. Yeah, I got three on there. So he, But on my list, I've got more Wes Anderson, I think, than I do Christopher Nolan. Because I've got uh, Grand Budapest, Moonrise Kingdom, Life Aquatic, Royal Tenenbaums. I think the only one that didn't make the list that was... It, that came out in the 21st century was Fantastic Mr. Fox and the only reason it didn't make the list is because I already had Team America World Police on there and Spirited Away it's probably like number 28 <laughs> but I couldn't have too many uh, animations at the top yeah especially because you didn't watch animation for <laughs> yeah I didn't watch animation for a while and the, the animations I do have are um, Team America World Police is puppets, so it's not traditional uh, sure. computer and graphic, you know, yeah. uh, animated CGI. And uh, Spirited Away is hand drawn, really? and it's it's just a work of art. Yeah, I've never seen Spirited Away. You should see Spirited Away. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I mean, on a lot of these lists that I've seen, people have them on there. Yeah, Miyazaki is just and um, yeah. Studio Ghibli, just they they crank out some amazing stuff over there. So I mean, everything everything they touch is just like a work of art. Everything they do. What's it about? Um, the story. I don't know if you latch onto the story. It's about like a. But when you watch it, you really get sucked into the film. But it's about like a young girl who is with her family and they're moving and she falls into this like mysterious world and there's all these creatures and there's dragons and it's um but yeah when you're watching it it's sort of like a disney movie on steroids a little bit some more like almost like adult themes and and um a little bit darker and so it's just like it's really brilliant hand-drawn animation and uh really clever characters and things like that it's good interesting yeah very different yeah very different like i said a, a lot of these top 25 lists had it on there yeah, I think for good reason, and it's um, probably one of the most widely seen Studio Ghibli films. It was the first one I saw, and I, I, I was in animation school. That was one of those ones that really stuck with me. Uh, there's one movie on your list that when I saw your list, I had to make an immediate change on mine. Oh yeah, what do, was that? Do you know what it, I know what it was. You know what it is. Yeah, uh, exactly, because I didn't. I thought it was uh, before 2000 yeah, for some reason. 2001. 2001, yeah. exactly. I mean, obviously they make it seem like it's. I mean, it's set in what 80s. It's yeah, and plus all those actors who we we know so well now. You know, all those all those funny people are. Yeah. They look really young in that film, so it doesn't seem oh, like yeah. it was post 2000. Um. In similar vein, I have another uh, David Wayne movie, The Ten, yeah. at, at ten on my list. Ooh, that's so good. And honestly, Role Models could have made my list. That's probably in the top 50. Um, David Wayne crashes. Yeah, he's... Man, he's brilliant, too. I The Ten was close. That was one of those ones that probably would have been... It's like top 30 for me. Yeah. I don't... I don't know why, but it didn't quite make it. I had to cram all these Wes Anderson films in here. That's why. Yeah, of course. I think it, I think it probably should have been funny, or I mean, should have been higher on my list. But uh, just for gimmick's sake, I had to put it at ten. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. <laughs> it's perfect. So I mean, I'm not surprised by by your choices here. I feel like you have more some more recent movies. Uh, you've got Whiplash, American Hustle. 
Um, Silver Linings Playbook. Two David O. Russell movies. Yep. La La Land. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing with you with Spotlight. Oh, yeah. Well, I, Spotlight to me was just one of those movies that was just done right. Just done, just so, just cast perfectly and like, yeah, I, I really liked everything about Spotlight. It was because it was like a, it was a theme that sort of everyone's interested in and it's pretty dark. Yeah, very dark. But it's got like, the story's got some real heroes and like a really uplifting, you know, message and yeah, I really liked everything about that. Plus I'm just a big like, um, I like movies about journalists. Yeah. I don't know why. I all the President's Men. All the President's Men, exactly. Classic Redford. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one that surprised me that was on your list, and let me see if I can find it again. Uh, what caught my eye here? Oh, super bad. Yeah. I mean, that was just, uh, that's one of those ones where, like, time and place kind of mm-hmm. goes at, into it. You know, like when I saw it, where I was in my life, um, it just came out perfect timing. Sure. Um, saw it like three times in theaters probably. Oh, that's great. Um, with like a bunch of different people. Everyone loved it. We all had a blast. Um, but, you know, it's it's a movie about people leaving high school and going to college. And that it's, it was like, what, we were one year yeah, out of high school? Yeah, it sophomore year of college. Yeah, exactly. It was perfect timing. It was absolute perfect timing. Like yeah. all these... I don't know. I mean, we just we lived that like we just lived it, and it's just a hysterical movie at the same time too. So quotable. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. I guess it's only fair to mention my roommate was in that movie. He's got yeah. he had one line. Is that why you don't like it? No, that's not why I don't like it. I do like it. I do. I like think it. it's. I think it's great. But yeah, he. Had it a, is funny. He had one line. Yeah. Who the fuck is Seth? <laughs> Shout out to Clay Fry. Yeah. Wherever you are, buddy. Uh, what else? Gangs in New York. I mean, you're you're right about the the recency bias. Um, these some of these movies I have seen more recently and watch more than others. Yeah, but I mean, I've got Pan's Labyrinth on my list, and if I hadn't have just seen that in a film class last semester, I probably wouldn't have that on my list. What uh, what year did that come out? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. I would say like 2008, maybe. Something like that. Okay. I don't, I've never seen that either. Let's see. Uh, 2006. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. That, that's one of those movies where... Um, the symbolism is so good that it makes for a really great movie watching experience because you're you're seeing the same symbols over and over again and you know what they mean and and so you get they're really the story is really tightly woven and it almost feels like you're reading a book sort of mm. so very good very artistic movie we'll check it out yeah 95% on Rotten Tomatoes still I just have me looking at it four, four out of four Roger Ebert Roger Ebert. Anyway, um, you've got Glorious Bastards in your top ten. Yeah, uh, it's eleventh, but eleventh. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, great movie. You got any uh, 
Tarantino in yours? I don't have any Tarantino Ooh, in mine. Are you, I know. Are you here pre-2000 Tarantino guy? I'm a huge Tarantino guy, but mostly, yeah, his older stuff. I mean, all I think all of his movies would t- make my top 50 or 60 list. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you really have a ton of uh, Wes Anderson, and I love I do. it. There's not a lot of room for anything else. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm very biased towards Wes Anderson. He, I think he is... Just uh, no, that's that's perfect. The songbird of our generation. <laughs> um, so I think there's two movies on here that I haven't seen. Who, which two? Uh, the Pants Labyrinth and Spirited Away. Okay, that's right. You said that already. Yeah, I've seen it. So I think the only one on your list I haven't actually, I haven't seen Prisoners and I haven't seen La La Land. So those are the two on your list that I haven't seen. Okay. I like that you have Mean Girls on the list. Yeah, that's, that's I didn't even think of Mean Girls, but that's such a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Movie. Um, yeah. To, I mean, I'm looking at yours. Like, Little Miss Sunshine is like the opposite of Super Bad for me, where it's like I had such a bad theater going experience. Really? Yeah. Well, tell me about it. What happened? Uh, no, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> go into the full story but um it just was it was not a good experience i like the movie a lot yeah and it's just like just for that reason i i can't i can't put it in a top 25 list like yeah movie hey movie going experience is important it is very people got to realize that yeah i mean the, how you see it is super important i don't know if you noticed but i've got snatch like right towards the top of my list yeah movie that i absolutely hate yeah exactly and i know you <laughs> You're not a big Guy Ritchie guy. No. And you know what? I, I think I mentioned in an earlier cast that I actually walked out of rock and roll and demanded my money back. Is that a Guy Ritchie movie? That's a Guy Ritchie movie. Okay. And uh, it's weird to me because Snatch and Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, to me, those movies are just fantastic. Oh, we got 15 minutes till the studio closes. Anyway, yeah, I was a huge Guy Ritchie fan. and uh, Because of Snatch? Be- yeah, because of Snatch. Actually, because of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. And then Snatch uh, came yeah. out in 2000. Um, but yeah, it's just so good. So good, but... Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels came out pre-2000? Uh, uh, yeah, that was earlier. Okay. Let's see when that was. It was... 99. So he had a good couple of years there. And then I don't know what happened, man. But he uh, took his eye off the ball for sure. I think he might have gotten divorced or something. I might have just made that up. But <laughs> we'll blame it on that. We'll go with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think mine is just, I mean, mostly a compilation of my favorite director's works you, of... You want to just go through the list so nobody's nobody's left guessing as to what was on it since we didn't touch on everything? You want me to just run, run just down top run it 1 down. through 25? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dark Knight, No Country Full of Men, Zodiac, The Wolf of Wall Street, Tropic Thunder, Inception, Orange County, Moonrise Kingdom, Whiplash, The Ten, that's the top ten, <laughs> uh, Inglorious Bastards, American Hustle, The Royal Tenenbaums, Catch Me If You Can, Step Brothers, Drive, Wet Hot American Summer, La La Land, Superbad, Zero Dark Thirty, Before Sunset, Mean Girls, Prisoners, Silver Linings Playbook, and The Prestige. It makes me want to watch all of those movies. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> Seriously. Just in order. 
Um, in no particular order, my top 25 movies of the 21st century. Memento, Snatch, Donnie Darko, Catch Me If You Can, Gangs of New York, City of God, Lost in Translation, Little Miss Sunshine, Pan's Labyrinth, No Country for Old Men, The Social Network, Spirited Away, Orange County, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Moonrise Kingdom, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, The Royal Tenenbaums, The Dark Knight, The Prestige, The Darjeeling Limited, Spotlight, The Wolf of Wall Street, Napoleon Dynamite, Wet Hot American Summer, and Team America World Police. Beautiful. And again, I want to watch all those now, too. Yeah, exactly. Except for Snatch. Yeah, except Nick won't watch Snatch with me, so I'll have to watch that on my own. (laughs) That's just the one that might be my bottom 25 i don't know what it is about it but it's just to me it's such a fun movie it has such good energy it um to me it's a lot like watching baby driver where it's just going 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 the whole time it's it's very exciting the whole time and uh for that reason like it's one of those movies that i know i can always go back to it it's just there for me that's good yeah (laughs) um Let's uh, let's talk about next week. Let's talk about it. Um, we're gonna go see Spider-Man: Homecoming. Boo! I know you're not looking forward <laughs> to it. Um, I've I've gotten some good reviews from from people I trust with uh, with movies, but uh, I'm, my prediction is five out of ten. Yeah, I mean that's not a good prediction, but um, setting my sights low because you know Spider-Man eight. Yeah. Or whatever this I is. I know how many times have they made the Spider-Man they couldn't put Donald Glover in it. <laughs> this is hashtag not my Spider-Man, but I'll still go see it with Nicholas. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10 going three into it. 3 out of 10. And if it surprises me, you'll know it next week. Um, I, I hope it does. I hope you, I hope you get it a little... I hope you get a little more enjoyment I mean, than a 3. I hope three. it does too, because i got to sit through it, you yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, it's universes and whatnot. Yeah, it's at least it's, it's in a better universe this time than it was before. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, tune in next week. Um, once you got you got anything else before we uh, let uh, the people go? I don't. Um, question, comments, holler at us. Come see some movies with us. At Quad M Pod. That's M M M M Pod on Twitter, facebook.com slash pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a shout out. Um, and until next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week. I'm Nick Owen. I'm Michael Brown. See ya. See ya.